poems, I like them. Like they're they're not garbage. Mm-hmm. I, I like them. They're mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, for everyone involved, <laughs> this is not a guest episode. <laughs> He says as he chews his sandwich. This isn't a sandwich, this is a muffin. Rhyme or free, it doesn't matter to me. It's my bad poetry. Welcome to my bad poetry. I'm Dave, and I'm taking over this week for some reason, even though I didn't plan this in advance. Okay, you go, Aaron. I was going to let you run with it. (laughs) kind of ran out of steam (laughs) good day and welcome to my bad poetry a podcast where we take a deep dive into my dabbling with poetry between 2004 and 2008 when i was in high school each week we hear a selection read aloud for what may be the first time and we examine it for its historical philosophical and literary qualities always asking why in the world did i write this i'm aaron and as always, I am dragging my dear friend Dave with me on this journey into my old private journal. Dave, how do you feel about returning to um, my poems? This is a this is an audio format. It's an audio medium. Yep. They can't they can't see me. They can't thumbs see. Upping. No. Thumbs upping, but also crying because I have to listen to your poetry again. You looked pretty happy there. Yeah. My brain's broken. I'm, I'm exhausted. Understandably, uh, has your broken brain been able to uh, write coherent thought for this coherent? week's episode? No, good. No, technically a poem, kind of. Let's hear it. <laughs> so I had to retread uh, back to. Uh, Syllable poem, Japanese syllable poem. Oh, uh, Sinkane. Nope. Nope. Um, Sinkane is, uh, I believe, English. Dang. Uh, no, you're right. Um, Dodoitsu. <laughs> nope. The more commonly known one. Oh, you're you're struggling to think of haiku. Wow. Yes, I'm struggling to think of haiku. Oofta. Okay. Yeah, well, that's where my brain is sitting right now. This is gonna be a good one. This is going to be a good one. This might be Aaron talking about his own poem as I snore in the background. (laughs) Can we get Kelly back, please? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 2 a.m. awake. Screams as I grab the bottle. Joy-filled times of... Are you counting those snores as two syllables each? I'm counting those snores as one syllable altogether. Oh, okay. So is it... Joy-filled times of... Okay. Are you annotating that with Zs? How are you... I am annotating it with Zs because there's not a good way to do that. Mm -hmm. I was going to, like, in parentheses, write Dave Pig snores. Oh, But, you know, that's, that's one of the options. Nope. You know, I actually really liked that haiku. That was that was really good. 
it felt authentic and uh, honest yeah. to myself. Yeah. Okay, you talk about your poem. I'm going to go and lay in the corner. The poem we have today from the Wolf Journal is Thoughts. <sighs> so Thoughts um, in the Wolf Journal is untitled. So this is one that I titled later when typing it into the second anthology. You just needed a title? Because otherwise you'd have to bring cake to class. Cake title, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want a cake title, so I titled it Thoughts, which itself is probably a cake title um, by oh, Kelly's definition. But yeah, so this, uh, uh, we've been off for almost a month now. And if you found the podcast through our, our guest episode, we hope to do more of those. And I am currently reaching out to book some more poets as we speak. We'll focus on recording the podcast, Aaron. Yes, right now. Don't, don't no. do it as oh. we're speaking. That's very well, rude. I was, was going to copy paste. I thought maybe you could just vamp for a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so here we go. Our lives are nothing but topics on a blackboard, a subject of many words. It is a thought traveling through times, a thought with many tangents tangent after tangent, as the thought finally travels full circle. In the end, nothing is accomplished, and the thought is forgotten, lost in constant ambition of pointless goals. Hmm. Hmm. It's definitely different. Yeah. I mean, it's a little definitional, just that it starts off with our lives. And then it's talking about what those lives are comprised of, but not in the same definitional form. Sure, sure. I'm still tr seeking to define something. But if I, I guess that's kind of how all poetry works. I wouldn't use the word all. Okay, fine. I won't say all. I will say entirely every single one. Hmm. No? Mm -mm. <laughs> yeah no i i think that's that's a very good point because um earlier your earlier point um whereas, <laughs> not this one not, not this, this one. one no had this been written back in 2004 in that first collection of truth life and i this mm. probably would have been called lives because that is what i start with our lives are nothing Sure. So I think it's interesting that I end up going with thoughts for the title. So you wrote this poem and then wrote the title a, a while after or a bit after at least. Yeah, when typing it up. So, Which that's kind of interesting just to see how the title would change it. Because if you titled it lives, that doesn't really do anything for the poem. Right? Like, Yeah. It, it's just... What's this poem about? Well, it's listed in the first line, so I'll just lift the first line and put it up. But having it be thoughts kind of shifts the focus a little bit, even though you use the word thought like three or four times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely like this better than many of my other poems. That's not saying much, but I think um, maybe it's just the refreshing idea behind it it's not pining after a, a girl so what what would you say it is about 
I think this is uh I think this is a teenager trying to express an existential thought. I wanted you to be more specific. What I'm hearing from it is a lot about death. Oh. N- not in a negative way, but just kind of like leading towards thoughts around death. Um, yeah. But but I like the the framing of it as existential. Like who am I? What am I? Where am I going? Yeah, yeah, what is the purpose? No, I I do see the 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 contemplation around death and dying in this yeah. idea of like where is this going? Right. Um the the idea of like full circle and um nothing is accomplished in the end. Uh yeah, there's there's a a sense of conclusion it's like yeah what is this life all about well and it's breaking from the the mold of poetry that both you and i had in middle school and high school which is kind of pop punk stuff and christian music so it's not really falling under either of those because pop punk would take it in a very dark direction and Christian music would take it in a only positive direction. Um, but this is kind of a, a middling area of you're trying to make sense of it rather than just parroting what you've heard from My Chemical Romance or Michael W. Smith. I, I like that perspective because you can kind of feel the two sides of my kind of cultural experience kind of clashing here. Right. Of just trying to untangle these these um, seemingly opposite worlds of emo pop punk and kind of that Christian uh, oceans, <laughs> like, oh, man, we're in the water, but the water's baptism. Woo, praise God. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. it, right. how, how their songs about um, anger and anguish always end up being a uh, just a thinly veiled praise song. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would assume that this is a time where I learned the concept of tangent within maybe math. Um, Why would you say that? Because you use it as three out of four words. <laughs> <laughs> Tangents. Tangent after tangent. <laughs> This oh, is, maybe yeah. maybe you should change the title from thoughts to tangential. Oh, I I actually kind of like that because yeah, tangential thoughts. <laughs> but I mean, like nowadays, I think this idea is is almost um, within the zeitgeist, or or like it's um, the multiverse oh. is one way that people think about choice and tangents is that it's just a a fork off the the sacred timeline uh, if you're using loki (laughs) imagery there yeah Yeah. but Hmm. but either way whereas like the mcu would argue that there's a timeline that that you seek out or a a result that you're striving for this doesn't doesn't seem to come to that conclusion it's very much like whatever choice you make Right in the Robert Frost path of things, it's it's pointless. <laughs> right, 
<laughs> and I still love that because I still see so many people doing the whole I took the path less traveled by and that has made all the difference without realizing that the whole point is no, it, it's it's not about the path. It's about the choices that we make. It's about like our our effect on our lives and what we want to do. The path doesn't matter. It's uh, Dave, I'm gonna. I think you need more sleep yeah? on that thought. I think you need yeah? more sleep on that thought. You think so? Yeah. You sure about that? <laughs> yeah. You sure about that? Because because Robert Frost wrote that as a as like a satire of choice. What? Yeah. See, this is what I love. Uh, I feel like I know something, and then instead of knowing something, no. No, he hated the he hated the whole idea, and so he wrote this poem as like a basically like a parody of of that choice type philosophy i seriously did not know that i i'm pretty sure that's right um but we should double check okay. that poets on twitter <laughs> tell us why both of us are somehow wrong yes please tweet at <laughs> us at my bad poetry the one about how totally off we are on robert frost <laughs> And basically everything else we do on this show. Okay. That's <laughs> so um, to, to bring it back to that idea of um, existentialist, I hear a very nihilistic tone, which okay. surprises me um, considering kind of where I thought my headspace was at, but this sure. seems very nihilistic to me. Hmm. Are you hearing that or not? Yeah, I, I get that. I, yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from. I don't know that I would describe it as nihilistic. I would just say it's more apathetic. Mm. I'm not seeing it as negative as, uh, like, pure nihilism. I'm seeing okay. it more just as, like, you know, I'm one person in a, on a planet of billions in a universe of however many stars there are I, i'm now i'm curious when um reliant k song apathy came out because oh gosh aaron i mean we were talking about that was a big influence on i mean that was kind of their their skirt into the pop emo phase um mm -hmm, and and the apathy ep uh were very right. quote-unquote dark in in that sense um I hear the nihilism in the nothing is accomplished and mm -hmm. thoughts are forgotten and pointless goals. I I guess what I'm what I'm hearing isn't nihilism, it's a fear of nihilism. Oh. Like like you're not you're not saying that nothing will be accomplished and that everything is forgotten. It's a fear of being forgotten. It's a fear of not accomplishing what needs to be accomplished or what you want to accomplish. Um, and that's, I, I'm kind of getting that from the last two words, pointless goals. So like stuff getting in the way. Oh, so you're, you're, you're reading within that the idea that there are true goals worth pursuing. 
I guess. Ah, a very, a very um, optimistic view from you today. I'm, I am just filled with hope, Aaron. <laughs> oh, an, a different way that I want to take this discussion, and yeah. I think this is, um, I'm going to bring in Death Cab for Cutie on this, um, where soul meets body. Okay. I think this is a very um, Western view of the self. It's very much, I think, therefore I am. Sure. You use the term Western, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm struggling with Western because I'm not sure how to fully define like Western thought. I know what you mean when you say it. Yeah, maybe maybe Eurocentric. Um, yeah. White um, male dominated philosophers. Right. Yeah. I do kind of lament that it is very untethered from the body or disattached from body. I think wow. more recently I've been influenced by incarnational theology. And I think that that has changed how I probably would approach the question of what is our lives. Incarnation being in the flesh. Yeah. For those of you who don't know. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Incarnational. I, I see. I see a lot more kind of meaning in matter yeah not materialistic Mm -hmm. but purposeful existence i guess i like that point but it's also like cyclical and the thought finally travels full uh full circle so i'm seeing it i mean i'm not going a reincarnation angle or anything but i guess you could say kind of a there's nothing new under the sun oh sure that like even even my thoughts nowadays are no different than thoughts thousands of years in the past so it's still a definition of the self through the uh cogito ergo sum that's the latin right yeah yeah although would it be cogito i don't remember my pronunciation I've messed myself up so much between liturgical Latin and classical Latin. I got nothing. Tangent! Again, if you found us simply because of our uh, special episode last week, sorry? I had more sleep last week, and I was in a better headspace, and also... (laughs) Kelly is a very intelligent person who really carried last week's episode. Yeah. Because she's just kind of an amazing poet. Yeah. We are we are eternally grateful. Um Yeah, I think we're good. I we've we've bounced <laughs> around we've bounced around enough. Um this is I, I it which is kind of sad because this is such a different poem right? than all the other stuff, and maybe it's just throwing us off. Well, Um, as we come to the end of this string of tangents, <laughs> okay, I'm going to need you to take that again because we, I know we're a poetry podcast, but we need a little more octane than that. Okay. <clears throat> as we come to the end of this. <laughs> We we need we need somewhere between a story on NPR about the difference between dirt and soil 
and morning shock jock like <laughs> let's find our path okay i will i will make a different choice here okay <laughs> as we come to the end of our um of our string of tangents we come to the question that is never forgotten no good or garbage dave well over the course of recording this episode i i kept thinking about how this poem is a lot like fishing um and when you're fishing sometimes you're like doing some back casting you know the the wind is too heavy when you're fly fishing so you have to do some back casting and you you do that because the there's not a weight on your fly fishing line so so like the 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 weight i'm well when you're fishing sometimes you do have weights and sometimes like the lure is its own weight um but not like waiting in time it, it's like the the, the uh, uh, physical manifestation of mass um and i guess mass is a really uh a broad concept to make sense of in this medium uh what i'm trying to get at is i'm leaving this poem in the purgatory of random tangents you need sleep dave no uh, i need more coffee aaron we're gonna end this week with the words of a true poet this week coming to us from alice dunbar nelson and this poem is called thought a swift successive chain of things that flash kaleidoscope like now in now out now straight now eddying in wild rings no order Neither law compels their moves, but endless, constant, always swiftly roves. Ropes? Roves. Roves, okay. I think I think it's supposed to rhyme with moves. Oh, sure. Um it's one of those like where if it would come up in a hymn, it's like, do I change the pronunciation of the song to make it rhyme while we're singing it? Or <laughs> of God's Louvre. Yeah, yeah. But moves and roves. And maybe when she wrote it, the pronunciation would sound very similar. Right. I, I was reading a book with my son, and uh, we had to look up where the author was from. And it turns out the author is from Scotland. Uh, and so there were a couple of rhymes in this book that did not rhyme in our accent but rhymes in a scottish accent and That's it was amazing. very cool yeah yeah well, well this has been my bad poetry now go write some of your own bad poetry with lots of tangents in it just so many tangents and only tangents you're too you're too slap happy for this <laughs> i know right Rhyme free does man, man.